0: Jcastnetwork.org.
1: You're listening to Daily DAF differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sasslin. Today we're learning Shabbat DAF YUD TET, Shabbat page 19. Today I'd like to look at a classic Shakla Vataria argument, a classic give and take argument between the generations in the Talmud. The Talmud brings up a Brita, a Talmudic text that was written in Hebrew before the year 200. And the Gemara, later, maybe a h- couple of hundred years later, will go back to this Brita and say, wait a second, how does this work? Let's clarify. Now this assumes a few things. First of all, the later rabbis, the Amoraim of the Gemara period, always assumed that the earlier rabbis were making sense. They always assumed that the Tanaim, or the rabbis that came before them, were speaking coherently, were speaking intelligently. So anytime anything appears out of whack in an earlier text, it must be clarified. We must be misunderstanding it. There's no way that those rabbis would have said anything that didn't make sense. So it is our job to make those positions consistent. This happens in a really lovely way on our page today at the top of 19a. The Breita, the Tanaitic text is presented about the issue of giving a letter to a Gentile on a Friday. Remember yesterday we were talking about work that is done for you over Shabbat, and the issue here is, if a messenger were to take a letter for you, how long before Shabbat does he need to do that, or can he do it over Shabbat? So the brightest suggests that um, all you need to do is give this person a stipulated fee before Shabbat, and it becomes his work. It becomes his own commitment to deliver that letter. In Mishalchin the Yad Arab Shabbat, El lo Damin. You may not give a letter to a nochri, a Gentile before Shabbat unless you stipulate, unless, unless you set up the money that you will give him. This is an issue that comes into play today. This is how the Shabbos Goy idea developed. We don't want to ever ask someone to do work for us on Shabbat. But if it's the, own, the person's own need, it becomes permissible. So, for example, if I want heat in my home or in my synagogue um, on Shabbat, I can't ask a Gentile to please turn up the heat. What I can do is say, I'm cold, <laughs> or isn't it cold in here? And then what I hope will happen is that the Gentile will say, yeah, it is cold, and I could use some heat. So then the Gentile is doing the work for himself. So in this case, if you want a letter delivered, according to the Brita, it suggests that you have to set the fee so that it becomes the nochri's own work. Beit Shammai says uh, that you can only give a letter to someone if he has time before Shabbat on Friday to get all the way back to his own home so that none of the work he's doing is for me. Beit Hillel says, no, this is not important. He just needs to have time to get to the outer wall of the city, the last house before the wall of the city. Well, the Gemara has to take this on. Because if you hear this, you realize that the first part of the Brightus said, you can only do this if you stipulate a fee. So then why would you even worry about how far he gets? So, the question is, if you stipulated a fee, why do you require this extra time? Amar Rav Sheshet, ha kamar, this is a classic phrase, this is what it must have meant. ha kamar, this is what it's saying. Ve'im lo katzats, beit omrim ad omrim if you did not stipulate a fee, then these two opinions apply. Then Beit Shammai says, "Well, you have to give him time to get all the way home." And Beit Hillel says, "No, just till the wall." But there's another problem: v'ha'amarta. But you said v'ha'amarta Risha You said in the beginning of the Breta that you can't even send. A messenger, unless a fee is stipulated. So now you're telling me that this is in the case where a fee was not stipulated? How does that make sense? The Gemara answers by making these consistent. Lo kashya. It is not difficult. We can make these two opinions work together. Ha, dik viabi, doar bimata. This last part of the Breitah, the second part of the Breitah where Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai are saying how far the messenger needs to get is only in the case where the mayor lives in the town. This is how Rashi understands it, that the Doar is actually the leader of the city, Shilton Ha'ir. Um, and he Rashi explains that it was common to send letters to him. And so, the Gemara concludes by saying, okay, if the mayor lives in the city, then it's close enough that the discussion between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai makes sense, and you don't need to stipulate a faith. But if the mayor lives further than the city walls, then you must stipulate a fee. So really what's interesting here is just watching the way that the rabbis take such care to protect Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai and to protect the integrity of this Breitah. There is no way that a Brita could be inconsistent. There is no way that these earlier texts could in any way show inconsistencies or potential problems. There is such a sacred approach to dealing with the laws of yesteryear. This is a very, very beautiful thing. It really, I think, highlights the power of the Talmudic argument. It highlights the the way in which our rabbis modeled for us a reverence for previous teachers and rabbis. Thanks for listening. Look forward to studying with you tomorrow.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daft Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp iTunes, and Spotify.